Hey, it's Candia Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder. Welcome to the Sensual Sessions, the place to be to sense your fire so you can share the flame. And today we have a very special guest. This is Cindy Watson. She's an author. She's a woman empowerment coach and a former attorney. Welcome. It's such an honor to have you here, Cindy. Oh, thanks for having me, Candia. I love the work you do. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. I am very curious. How did you came to this idea and concept of the art of feminine negotiation? Yeah, it's funny because as you mentioned, I've been a lawyer and attorney for 30 years. And, um, you know, when I first started the practice of law, you're a young 20 something year old, fresh faced and in a male dominated industry. And I practiced in a male dominated niche. And I looked around, and I thought, they're not taking me seriously. And I believed that I had to get scrappier. I had to get tougher. And we are so conditioned to define success based on a very masculine competitive model. And I'm embarrassed to say now I bought into it. My clients called me the Barracuda and they meant it as a compliment. And uh, But you know what? That approach, I got great results, but it starts to leak into your professional relationships. Then it leaks over into your personal relationships and ultimately affects your sense of self. So I was feeling very very dissatisfied with who I was becoming. And I, you know, was having a conversation with my uh, son, my middle boy, and he was getting so frustrated. And then I kept thinking, what is wrong with him? It seemed to me like a normal conversation. And at one point he was like, for God's sake, mom, does every discussion with you have to be an argument that you win? And it just took my breath away, Kendia. And I started reevaluating everything we've been taught about how to negotiate, how to be successful in life, and realized that as women, we've stifled our feminine because we see it as a liability. And as I dug in, I recognized it's our secret weapon. The more we lean into those feminine powers, the better outcomes we're going to get, better relationships, get more of what we deserve in life, both personally and professionally. Bam, yes. Femininity is our superpower and I 100% get it of like minimizing or hiding the femininity to cope or match or comply with a masculine rune environment that can be tremendously like uptight, cutthroat and yeah. and aggressive. And yeah. I, I believe the word negotiation is key because Negotiation yeah. implies two parts, and it's not an imposition. It's not that running over other person. Yeah. That can be like the status quo of of legal environments, at, at least as far as I know. So I am very curious um, about that moment and that shift, thanks to to the circumstance with your yeah. son, that the other was introduced. So it was not only winning the argument which yeah. i believe it's also important like to defend the truth and yeah. and fight for justice as, as, <laughs> a person, as and as a person especially as a woman like there are some things that are non-negotiable and must have been won but in also in order to win a, a battle you have to dialogue with the other consider the other part yeah. and for me it's fascinating the concept of the art of feminine negotiation because it implies not leaving your your feminine position and from from that position establishing like the the connection and the communication yeah. and the negotiation 
with the with the other part. So um, can you recall the, what was the reaction of your colleagues, your clients, maybe yeah. your bosses or, or the justices in the federal yes. power system when you made that shift to to the to your feminine and stand yeah. your feminine yeah. and you started relating from there in negotiation? Yeah, a great question. I've never been asked that before. That's so interesting because there's there had there was such at first there was um that lack of trust, right? And that's one of the problems with that masculine competitive. And you think of our legal system, even our language, right? Everything is about winning. You win the case. It's the opposing side, you know, and we even we talk about sides and your opposing counsel. I mean, everything is set up as an adversarial uh model. And because I had bought into that model and had done very well and had a reputation as being that barracuda at first I think there was that hmm I don't is this real right I don't and I think for my clients who were used to that kind of take no prisoners beat your chest approach there was a worry that I wouldn't be as effective had I gone soft right if I was bringing this new feminine approach that must be worse that must be a weaker approach and so much it is shifting out of that win lose mindset. And even to be honest, Kendia, people talk about win-win negotiations, but really they're usually talking about splitting the baby. For me, the art of feminine negotiation is when you come from a place of, you know, if I think I want X and you think you want Y, in the traditional model where either one of us is going to get X and the other doesn't get anything they want, the other one's going to get Y and the other doesn't, or we'll split the baby and get something in between. But when you're able to put that model aside and show up with my what I call the art of feminine negotiation, it's not about X or Y. You're truly seeking to look behind what the other person's needs are. There's an inherent vulnerability in that. And it opens this gorgeous space to come up with more creative solutions that give better options than X or Y. And I just imagine what a world it would be if we all show up truly seeking to understand and meet the needs of the other party not seeing them as the competition, so much of our litigation uh, would be avoided and people would get better solutions more of the time. And I always try to remember all of life is a negotiation. The more I started looking into this, the more obvious it became to me. And so many women think, oh, I'm not a good negotiator. You negotiate every day in a million ways, whether with your kids, your intimate partner, with service providers, with the bank, with in your business. It the all of it is a form of negotiation. So learning to master that in a way that is authentic is such a powerful shift. So now I'm at the stage where people are starting to recognize, wow, this is actually effective. And people are coming to me asking for more input about how they can bring that, whether into their organizations or whether it's women who used to shy away from conflict or women who brought that overcompensating barracuda energy. They're like, I'd like to be able to get more of what I want and deserve. You know, I always say from the boardroom to the bedroom in a way that allows me to show up more authentically. So it's been a gorgeous shift in my personal relationships, profound shift, much better relationship with my husband, whole new way of dealing with my kids to get better outcomes for them and for me. Um, and in all of those relationships, it's been a gorgeous, gorgeous shift. Wow. Yeah. Considering the other, listening to the other part and understanding where the other part is coming from, 
that is a, a necessary approach and also an unusual approach, especially in, in the competitive realms. It's yes. more like I'm gonna impose my my truth. What I what I believe it's the ultimate truth that actually it's my subjective truth, as yes. much facts as we have. So at least when you listen to the other part, you get to have more context on where the situation yeah. is coming from and, and other angles. And also I believe it's an invitation for conciliation, not yes. making peace because otherwise everyone got to pay the double, but like yeah. a conciliation for emerging solutions or yeah. possibilities. And you hit the nail on the head because when you talk about perspective taking as humans, we always believe that we understand what the other party wants and what their perspective is. It's like, I get it. I know it. I don't need. So we're not really listening deeply because we think we already know. And study after study shows humans, we are terrible at perspective taking. We are wrong the vast majority of times about what we believe the other party to be thinking or saying or what their perspective is. So it's such an important point you raise. Yes, and it's all, it, it also speaks about a soft strength to be able to listen to the other without that meaning that you are lessening or weakening yes. yourself. Actually, I feel that... <laughs> I feel it takes like to be more in your center of who you are, to to move a little bit of of the defensiveness of yes. your skill and look a little bit to the yes. other side. And it's also like even even if if you really want to be dangerous, that's that's the most tremendous thing to do because I believe that it was a book that of the art of the war. To be close yes. to your friends, but be closer to your enemies. So, <laughs> yes. so it's like, like being willing to relate yeah. to the other part. Yeah. Not only standing on my side, imposing your my side onto you, or defending myself to not get imposed like your point of view or or the opinions, but actually like get into the back and forth and at a certain moment i am getting scared of the risk yeah could imply in listening to the other part yes that could me mean that i am not 100 percent right yes yeah <laughs> and, and i believe that's the point when negotiation comes like the fact that i am not 100 percent right doesn't make makes me less valuable or yes. being less right into what's right. So how do you deal with that vulnerability yeah. of being receptive to yeah. the other part and also to let the other part know about your position so it's a negotiation, like yeah. a relation and a back and forth? 
Yeah, you have an uncanny ability to get right to the heart of it, because that really is the heart of the matter. And a couple of things came to me as you were saying that one is about that softness, because let's face it, for so long as women, we have been taught to believe that that's a weakness, softness equals weakness in business, in negotiations, in life generally. And we're only now, and it's interesting to me because I started this years ago, but COVID has really, I think, opened people up to seeing that in a different way. We're starting to look at feminine leadership as valuable and these so-called soft skills that we've seen as weakness or a liability that we've stifled, we're recognizing there's power in that softness. I mean, you look at the prime minister of New Zealand who talks about kindness being their national language. You would never have heard a global leader 10 years ago dare to say that. And now she's very transparent about her childcare and taking time for her family. And it is setting a new standard for what we see as strength because softness doesn't equal weakness. You can be soft and you can listen with an open heart and an open mind and still have that space to be assertive to make sure that you get what you need or more or better. That's the beauty of that approach. And listening that you mentioned is so at the heart of it because we don't listen. North Americans particularly are horrific at it. We wait for our turn to respond, but we don't actually listen. And we're taught to hold our cards close to our chest, like don't give too much to the opposite party, right? And in fact, in my experience, if there's one thing I've learned, the more real you're prepared to be, the more authentically you show up, the more vulnerable you're prepared to be, you build rapport with the other party, you build that all-important trust, and you trigger reciprocity. And that's what opens the space for those gorgeous deals. And normally, I've seen so many deals where there's a beautiful solution sitting on the table, and you've got this more masculine approach, and they're missing it. And you're seeing them miss the gorgeous opportunity right there on the table. If they would just take a step back and not need to dominate the conversation, but get curious, ask questions, and listen to truly... because. Only to, if you think of a negotiation as, and our stated needs as an iceberg, only 10, per, much like an iceberg only has 10%, the tip showing above the water, 90% is under the water. When people are telling us their so called needs in a negotiation, that's that 10% tip that we see. And it's being open and vulnerable and curious and listening that gets us to the 90% below the surface. So that's why you're able to get those better deals, better buy in longer lasting agreements, better relationships, and much more creative outcomes. Because now you're looking at the full range of the needs. And it's like, if if I'm only telling you this much, you might have been able to give me something really spectacular, but you didn't know I needed it because I was holding my cards close to my chest. Yes, completely. Because we let go wonderful opportunities just for the sake of being right or yes. being the upper hand. And I have, I was victim of myself in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I sold my apartment, I really got to hate the Century 21 broker. Yeah. And yeah, and she got a wonderful deal of 100,000 plus. And I was like, 
no, if, if you got that, then you can get a higher. And she told me, like, <laughs> like really listen, this is, this is an outstanding deal. You should take it. And yeah. I was like, I am the owner. I have the last word and we're going to go for more. And she was right. And one year passed yeah. and I had to settle for the highest deal that was like 1000 less than that. Yes. So yeah. my, my, solidness in my position and my yeah. need to be right and to have the upper hand and being controlled cost me yeah. money and yeah. and I and blocked me as as if I had drugs in the years in the years from listening and sensing that she was telling the yeah. truth like she was yeah. really telling me like it it it, it wasn't that now she was recognizing that I was a boss. No, she was really telling me like, this is the best deal. And, yeah. and I lose it. So that takes me to, to my question that is on the other way around. Like one can be tremendously open and listening to the other person. Yeah. Open heartedly and still say no. And that is for me, it's very hard. Like, I yes. get the point. I feel you. I have be been there. I have been there in your shoes. And my people pleasing, that is, yes. I, I am stubborn like that rock that lost money. But most <laughs> of the time, I, I am people pleaser. And I prefer yeah. to lose and sacrifice myself to, to help the other person. And, and I have, I continuously struggle with boundaries and to yeah. say no because of fear of the other person walking away or whatever yeah. so that is key in negotiation like like to no, not lose your position in the negotiation like there are still two parts and yeah. whereas can be not you're not seeing the other part as your adversary but it doesn't mean that you should forget about yourself yeah and give yourself to the to the other part like mindlessly so yeah. how, how do you work with with that other side of that other aspect of the negotiation a yeah, beautiful question and i love you sharing it thank you for sharing your story and just know you are not alone we have all been guilty of that uh, at both ends right that and sometimes i think because we're worried about being seen as too soft we dig in hard. And in, as in your case, we end up missing those opportunities. And when, as you were talking about that, Candia, it really reminded me, it flows beautifully into what one of my models under the art of feminine negotiation is what I call the no fear model. And it's a really easy thing. And for your listeners as well, just a really easy um, trick, if you will, to be able to tap into, to keep you grounded and just think fear, F-E-A-R, and it's fear, ego, attachment, and reactivity. So really in advance of any negotiation, do a quick check-in with yourself. What are some of the fears that are going to drive me? Am I afraid of being judged either too harshly or seen as too weak? Am I afraid of failure? Am I afraid of my own success? As women, we're often held back by these blocks of being, well, how will it change my relationships if I'm too successful? Am I, are you someone who's afraid of the unknown, right? So go through your quick checklist of all of the fears that drive you so you can proactively deal with them so they don't tank your negotiation. But the, And here's the key most people miss. 
do that for the other side. What are the fears that are likely coming to the table for them? And how can I help level out those fears to make them disappear for them? And then ego, how does ego show up for me? Do I feel like I need to win? Do I have to dominate the conversation? If if I if my ego is taking place, I need to stop drop, pause, and get my ego off and turn it back to you. What is it that, what is the outcome that we're looking for and what does the other party need? But also figure how does ego show up for them and how can I use that? How can I let these ideas become their own? How can I play into that ego? The A is attachment. What am I too attached to? In your case, it was like, oh, there must be a better deal there. If she's telling me this, I don't trust her. So what are the things I'm too attached to? And equally important, what are the other things the other party's likely to be attached to? And how might I think about getting around that? And the final R, what are my triggers? And as women, let's face it, it's recent history that we couldn't hold property or vote or, uh, you know, have credit in our own name. We had, we weren't even recognized as persons in the eyes of law. So we have a lot of triggers and we can get very reactive in a negotiation and then we lose that clarity. So no, think in advance, what are the things that are going to make me reactive and how can I ground myself? And also for the other party, what are the things that are likely to trigger them and how can I avoid that? Because we don't want that reactivity. How can we stay focused on meeting each other's needs in the best way possible? So your example beautifully illustrates that no fear model. Yeah, I, I love to implement this model on both sides to know your F, E, F, the F, what stands for? The F fear, is for fear. Fear, E, ego, A, authenticity, R, attachment, attachment R, reactivity. Right like, on. Like the Beautiful. bottoms. And to also make that check up on the other person and notice like, ah, okay, that person is already... Yeah, full on on his ego or yeah. or completely grasping or reactive. So if you notice that the other person is holding onto something, there's no point to stubbornly insist on that point, but to try to to create more perspective on well, why are you attaching? How can we solve that? And yeah, it it's including the other person in the situation because. Something something magical happens in negotiation. It's no longer you and the other person, but the mix of of what is going on. Like the, I can imagine it like like a cake. Like <laughs> you are the eggs of the hot cake, and the other person is the milk. And when you are in a negotiation, in a relation, you are like deciding how to mix that ingredients for an outcome, and yeah. Better if the ingredients are whole and balanced and adding to the mix. So the result of the negotiation is a positive outcome for yes. for both both people. And regarding in in that regard, like um, how could you give us like a little? I don't know. Another tool to implement this fear, like from the boardroom to the bedroom, like yes. how can we say ask for what we want and also um, um, decline an offering? Like how can we yeah. 
make an offering or a request? And how can we decline an offering or a, requ a request, like following yeah. this, this model? Because at least for me as a woman and, and the women I know, get very nervous to say, to ask for what they want because they don't feel that they are worthy. And yeah. they, they are also, and I am also afraid to say no, because I am afraid of how will I look when I, yeah. of not yeah. the other person. Yeah. Yeah. That goes back to that no fear model, right? It's so yeah. powerful. Yeah. I'll give you two, share two things with your listeners. And, and I mean, as you were speaking, it really struck me like we all in life, just we want to be seen and we want to be heard and we want to know that we have value, right? It's a basic, these are basic human desires. And we forget that in negotiation because the way we've been taught to negotiate doesn't really respect any of those things. And women in particularly are challenged given generations of conditioning that block us or hold us back, uh, make us undervalue ourselves. So two, two quick tips I would say for your listeners. One is what I call it the brag list or a brag journal. My coaching clients, I always start, I give them a beautiful leather bound journal. I tell them to call it their brag journal. And I ask them to start by writing down 25 things without just as quick as you can to be going through and write down at least 25 things that you love about yourself. Um, you know, things that you've accomplished, qualities that you bring to the table, um, you know, the whole range, whether physical or how you show up, you know, things that people admire you for as many things as you can think of, you know, write them all down, wait till your hand gets tired, take a break and go back and write some more. And then every night before you're going to bed, uh, you take a look and you read through that again. So while your mind is open and at its most subconscious, you're reminding yourself about your inherent value, all of the great qualities that you bring to the table, because we don't brag on ourselves as women. We, we have been taught to keep ourselves small. So it's a beautiful exercise. And every night before you go to bed, add five more things to it because every day I guarantee you, you have at least five things that you can be proud of in that day, whether it's something you achieved, a way that you showed up. So add to that brag list every day and keep reinforcing. That helps us uh, to challenge ourselves to then go forward. And I always tell my, my clients, think I want you to come up with five asks that you're going to do at least Start doing it every week and then ultimately every day. Some can be really small asks, but push outside your comfort zone to make some really big asks. And the last tip that I'd share really quickly with your listeners is a, another model that's part of the art of feminine negotiation. And it's called the, just the five W's. Just think who, what, where, when, why. So when you're wanting to make those asks and you recognize you're doing your brag list, your brag journal, so you own your value, so it's easier to set those boundaries... Being no, you don't have to be harsh. You can say, thanks so much for thinking of me. Uh, I know somebody else who'd be perfectly suited for this because I, I can't do it right now um, or you know, maybe some other time, but setting those boundaries. But every time you're going to have those discussions that you think might be difficult, just check in really quickly. Who? Who do I want to show up as? Pick three words that, you know, that will describe so that you can stay really grounded in it to show up as who you want to show up as. Consider the where and the when of your negotiations, those difficult conversations with intention. Pick the place that you're going to be most comfortable, feel most empowered. You do have some control over the where of these conversations and the when. So the who, the what, uh, consider get real clarity about what you want. 
So then you're not going to be caught off guard. You're not going to undervalue yourself. You're not going to get bargained against. You'll know what your bottom line is. You'll know where that potential zone of agreement is. So consider with real clarity who, what, where, when, and also your why. What is my deep why driving this? So that if you are feeling nervous about self-advocating, as so many women do, tap into the your deep why about why this particular conversation is important. Those five W's, and it goes deeper. I've got free eBooks. People can grab them offline on these issues to go deeper. But those would be my two big tips. Do your brag journal and consider these five W's. If you're having a discussion with your intimate partner, you know, that you're having trouble in the bedroom, you know, you don't want to wait until things blow over and then you explode. Be really intentional. Who do I want to show up as when I have this conversation with my intimate partner? Where should we have this conversation where we're I'm going to get the most traction and my partner's going to be the most open? When is the best time to be able to broach this subject? And what do I want as an outcome, both in terms of our relationship and in terms of the substantive outcome? And why is this important to me? It is a game changer, Candia, when you do that with each of your discussions, whether with your kids, your intimate partner, or those big, important business deals. Yes, yes. Uh, this advice is, it's like a warm hug from the inside <laughs> because it provides a context of safety that is very important for us women women yeah. like first of all our brightly is like remember who you are and your value like really have it present and and embody it like make it a practice and and these five w's it's it's practically also like taking the responsibility of creating the the proper nest for to contain you and the situation as troublesome as it may is like like setting like like also the conditions like if we are to negotiate it has to be in a when and and in a where i am i am feeling okay it's it's not going to be it can be even it's not the same to go on a first day from bumble to dinner and drinks than to meet for a breakfast because the context sets you up yes. for different things and Absolutely. and those two contexts are perfectly wonderful what is not wonderful is that you're stepping into a context not knowing that you're stepping into that context that yes. will be not not beneficial and i feel like ah oh, so empowered and so safe and also so expansive <laughs> in my feminine power like to be aware of setting like first the bright list and then the w's and I, please, sensualists that you're watching, listening, do this. It's so important. And also go learn more from Cindy. She has many ebooks, and especially she she is just authored a wonderful book. Would you tell us a little bit about your book? Yes, I'm really excited because it's just launching. Finally, it has been a long time coming and the publisher finally has everything ready. So the book is called The Art of Feminine Negotiation, How to Get What You Want from the Boardroom to the Bedroom. And it takes us you through at the beginning, we talk about some of the problems that lead to women not negotiating as effectively for themselves. Some of, We talk about some of that social conditioning, those limiting beliefs, some of those blocks that hold us back, a lot of the fears that we tend to buy into. So I call it an inside out approach. 
road. So we do a lot of that inner work to be able to help you show up as a more powerful version of yourself while being authentic to that, being able to tap into that softness, those feminine skills as well. And then we move into some of my models as well, you know, that my R fit model. I say you are fit to be a great negotiator. So just being able to bring those skills to the table that will elevate you being able to get better outcomes. And then some practical hands-on um, how you can actually get into negotiations, real life negotiations to be able to get more of what you want. So super excited. It's it's going to be launching as an ebook first. Um, and then we're going to have the print copies and that is going to be happening actually uh, within days here. So you'll be able to get that book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. In Barnes and Noble. Great. So, and also in your website, I suppose. Yes, we will be put at first. I'm not going to offer the sales directly from the website, although the information will be there to take you to Amazon because we're trying to drive all those sales to Amazon to be able to get recognized as a bestseller status. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Wish me luck. But, uh, really let's, looking forward to it. Let's go all get the art of feminine negotiation to get what you want from the boardroom to the bedroom <laughs> with Cindy Watson. So, Thank you so much, Cindy. It's been such an honor, such a pleasure. Oh, Kendi, and thank, thank you so much for, I love your analogies. You get right to the heart of the matter. And thank you for all the fabulous work you do in the world. My pleasure. And thank you, Sensualist. Remember to sense your fire so you can share the flame. And go to centraldepoder.com and subscribe to these essential emails. See you next time.